Welcome to Cupcakes and Protein Shakes, the podcast that brings you inspiring stories and insight from the world of competitive fitness. I'm your host, Savannah Sharp, previous MPC Bikini National Level Competitor, WBFF Pro Fitness Model, and Posing Coach. On this podcast, I share my own journey to the stage and interview other female competitors from all divisions and industries, including MPC, IFBB, and WBFF. Each week, we bring you new episodes full of motivational stories, helpful tips, and real-life experiences from competitors of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, our goal is to provide you the knowledge and inspiration you need to succeed in your own fitness journey. So if you're looking for a podcast that's both informative and entertaining, look no further than Cupcakes and Protein Shakes. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss out on the latest insights and inspiration from the world of competitive fitness. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so be sure to tune in and join the conversation. Okay. We are recording, so I am going to get started. So welcome to today's podcast. I am your host, Savannah Sharp, and this is Cupcakes and Protein Shakes, your weekly mindset, motivation, and more. Today, I have a very special guest. He's here to share his own personal transformation journey with you all, the ups, downs, the highs, lows, and everything in between. I'd like you to introduce yourself. This is John Serrano. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing really good. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, great opportunity thank you yeah so first just let's get those social media plugs in there so where can they find you on social media websites or anything like that yeah so i have youtube it's all the same it's i.f.yorkito and it's i'm on facebook and instagram as well okay perfect i need to build instagram up a little better but yeah Oh, well, I, I think we're kind of opposite. I'm trying to build YouTube. My Instagram is doing all right. Yes. You're trying to build Instagram. Your YouTube is doing all right. So maybe we can cross share some followers and some subscribers. And that's what I, I like on the channel. So first, um, I know that you went on a personal transformation journey and that's what we're here to talk about. But what do you, what's your job? What do you do is like your job? Yeah, so like I obviously um, I try to, do coaching on the sides, my side gig, and hopefully get to a point where that'll be my full-time gig. But uh, I'm an outside sales rep for a metal fabrication company. So it's funny because they kind of intertwine together because I've been learning a lot about sales in for my business. And then my business has been teaching me a lot about my sales job. So they kind of work together and hopefully I can take what I can from that job and implement it into my business and, you know, hopefully go full-time coaching. <laughs> I, I'm I'm literally we're in the same spot. So, you know, like I'm human resources for Amazon, but kind of coaching a little bit on the side. I have two clients, you know, when I can. So nice. <laughs> we're just trying to slowly build that, you know, following and coaching, which is extremely fun. And are you based yeah. in Lawrence? Yeah, I live in Lawrence. Okay. Lawrence, Kansas. Love it. Is that where you awesome. is that where you're from? Yeah, I pretty much grew up here my whole life. Um, I was born in Kansas City, Missouri, and moved to Topeka briefly. But I've, I've been in Lawrence since I was about eight years old, off and on. I lived in uh, Lenexa for a couple of years. But outside of that, Lawrence is home. Okay, me too. Or so tattoo right here. since 785, Lawrence. Oh, Kansas. wow. Yes, you're a true tatting, just like me. So I've been in Lawrence, too, last, like, 24 or five years. Yeah, so Lawrence is hometown for me as well. Yeah, it's you? just such a different dynamic of a town, you know, it's just so, so welcoming and it's just different than other towns around in Kansas. Yeah. Do you feel like it's, what about like the fitness community? Do you feel like um, we have a good like fitness community? Yeah, I do. I've, I've never ex- had a negative experience um, inside of doing fitness or working with people. 
uh, you know, I think everybody's pretty chill here. So the dynamic is just different than most places. Good. So I want to, I do want to, you know, what we're here for is the, the transformation journey. So you have a very special transformation yeah. journey and I want you to share what, you know, the highs and the lows of it. So kind of tell the listeners about just like a quick summary and then we'll kind of get into the nitty gritty of it. Yeah, sure. So I used to be about, I was over 350 pounds. I was a very unhealthy big boy. And it was just like a, an aha moment in my life one day where actually it, it come briefly after my uncle had harshly told me, you're fat. And he's like, you know, what are you going to do when you die? What are you, what's your mom going to do? And it, it kind of pretty, it hit me pretty hard. You know, like I was like, wow, I had to really take a step back and look at it and realized that even though he was being a jerk you know he was bright and I was like wow okay I was in denial for a long time I remember going to stores and buying clothes and I would convince myself that I was the same size but that they were making these clothes smaller so we'd have to pay more money to buy them you know like I just was so in denial and it hit me in the face one day where I went to go put this butt knock shirt on that I had fit probably six months prior or less and it wouldn't button, it like wouldn't button up. And I was just like, oh crap, like, you know, I'm not the same size as I was in high school. Like I'm, and I was always a heavy kid, you know, from the beginning of uh, my childhood, my my mom, Mexican family, you know, just like, that's how they show love. Like here, food, food, Oh, my, uh, my mom's on that know? food. I know, they just yeah. shove it down yeah, your like throat. Like, do you not love me? You eat my food. <laughs> Yeah. So that's, that was just like a very unhealthy relationship that I built with food. Um, and then my parents, they got divorced and that kind of, you know, spiraled. And so it just food just became that comfort thing. You know, you hear it a lot and it's, it's really true. It's just that unhealthy relationship you develop over time. It kind of slips away from you. You don't really realize it's happening. You know, it's just like over the years, you just keep getting heavier and heavier. And that, that time I put that shirt on, like I, I just had to look it in the face at that point. You know, I couldn't lie to myself anymore because I really, I think I lied so much to myself that I was beginning to believe like I wasn't getting bigger, but I was. And so like, I literally just that next day, cause I had like a large pizza from pizza. So I had to finish that. But the next day <laughs> uh, I went ahead and started to diet. And at that point I didn't really know much about it. You know, it was just like kind of, okay, I need to eat less because I was literally eating buffets for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, and snacks in between and gallons of ice cream and like, you know, just didn't even pay attention to it. You can smash a whole box of little Debbie's and it's, you know, no problem. It's like 3000 calories. But uh, I just started to like do things like Subway, you know, like let me just start eating less, eating better, making better choices. And so it was kind of like, if it fits your macros kind of thing. I, don't, I wasn't tracking at the time. I didn't uh, really do weigh-ins at all. Uh, you know, I just started eating less. But it was about a year and a half that went by in that time where like I lost about 80 pounds just by dieting and it kind of tapered off, you know, it hit a plateau and I wasn't able to lose anymore. And so I was like, well, what's going on? Let me figure out what I can do. And I, that's when I started looking into fitness and working out and stuff. And I had never worked out. Like I didn't play sports. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like what in like your younger <laughs> years, did you do any activities? No, not at all. Like I was running around with my friends being a little bad kid, you know? <laughs> like, so like in high school, like what would you do for fun? Um, we'd like go to the pool, you know, like that was like a big thing or just yeah. like having get togethers in uh, Walmart parking lots. I remember yes. <laughs> hanging out in the Walmart parking lots, you know, 
uh, I just never really got into sports, you know, like I was, I was always a huge boxing fan and, you know, I get the fights at our house. My father was always getting the fights. And so I was into like sports, but yeah. I never actually played for myself. And my actually, my high school coaches always tried to get me to play football. I just never got into it. You know, I was too busy being, uh, I was in mischief, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Well, it's kind of interesting too. Like if, um, like I think like growing up, did did you? It sounds like you didn't. They didn't. There was no emphasis on like what it meant to be healthy. Did you ever learn like what it meant? You had to kind of like learn to be healthy on your own as you guys got older. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I think that was just a part of my weight loss journey was just researching. Like I, I always tell people, you know, to do the research because it's so important to know what you're doing. <laughs> you know, you don't want to just go and jump on some crazy bandwagon or diet or something and not know what, it, or explain to yourself what it's, what it's going to be, you know? And so for me, it was just like a journey of learning and that came along with my, my weight loss, my fitness, you know, you watch videos. I was huge into YouTube and I just did all the research I could to, you know, have all the equipment I needed. To succeed and I think that's really what helped me and then I basically got to the point where um you know you you learn form you know because I remember the first time I worked out <laughs> I mean I look crappy you've seen people at the gym where like mm -hmm. they're like thinking they're doing curls but like, you know they're like I don't know what they're doing but, yeah but, uh, I mean we all been there if my, I look back at my first workout videos I'm like oh someone please help <laughs> this woman please oh my gosh it, right. it's it's scary going to the gym for the first time. I, I seriously do remember like when I signed my membership for um, to, like to go to the gym, I thought the entire time everyone was staring at me. No one was, right. but like, don't, didn't right. you feel like everyone was looking at you? Absolutely. Especially when I was heavier, you know, it was like, cause I always felt like that. I always felt like, cause I was so large and I got made fun of, you know, and it yeah. sucked. And I remember being in the gym and working out and looking around like these people are going to be talking about me like this fat whatever whatever but you know I mean you kind of get over that and then you also realize it's like man I'm in here doing this you know so I'm proud of that and like maybe these people are proud of that you know like because I look at guys at the gym sometimes and they're heavy and I'm like man I'm so proud of this dude for getting in here and I want to go talk to him you know like mm -hmm. I'm not very good at doing that yet and yeah probably should be with you know what we want to do is coaching so yeah <laughs> uh, you know approaching people is probably going into that but it's just hard for me to do that kind of stuff. But I see guys and I'm just like, man, this guy's got consistency. And that's really what it takes. Like you have to be consistent day in, day out, put the work in. You're not always going to go in there and feel like working out, but you go through it anyway. And then, you know, by the end of it, you know how it is. You feel great. You know, you're like, I'm glad I did that. Yeah. And it's the same thing with diet and nutrition. It's like, okay, maybe I slip up and eat, eat some pizza or whatever, but that doesn't mean that I have to derail my entire program or my lifestyle. Cause that's what it is. It's a lifestyle. I know that's kind of cliche now to say, but it's true. If you don't make it sustainable, you're not going to succeed long-term. That's, that's why only 5% of people who have significant weight loss succeed because most people try to cut calories, super dramatic and go to the gym, overtrain seven days a week. And then by the, by the time that weeks up they're like screw this man that's too hard yeah you that's why it, you know? monday parking lot gyms always popping always right <laughs> friday <laughs> no <laughs> one's there because everyone quit you know everyone starts today <laughs> on monday they try it one day and then once it gets hard they're like nah i'm done um so, 
it's funny. Like February rolls around, uh, or I mean, uh, January rolls around. It's so packed. Get out of my way, man. I'm so I get so bittersweet about it because I'm like, oh yeah, there's some more people here. Like everyone's hitting their goals, and then it's like, oh, oh, we weeded them out. A few of you stayed. Right. Everyone else did not. So you know, it's you so see crazy. it every single year. Um, as far as like, like keto, but it's like half the amount of people. Oh yeah. But as far as keto, I, I don't know a lot about keto. I've heard of it. I've heard of this fad diet. I want you to like tell me and like educate our listeners. Like what is keto? How do you keto? What is it? Sure. So it's definitely not a fad diet. And I'm sorry, but I just get like so offended when people call it that because I realize uh. <laughs> there's been so many fad diets over yeah. the years. But this is a way of eating that can actually repair disease and help with so many different um, diseases that you have. And so like, that's not a fad diet to me. And we've had this um, for like over a hundred years, you know, people have been using it on epileptic uh, kids who are having seizures. And so it's basically where you convert over from using sugar or carbs, AKA sugar for fuel. And then you start using fat for fuel. And so you, basically deprive your body of so much glucose sugar uh, and this it has to find a different way to operate and so it's like okay we need a different source of fuel i feel like crap you know <clears throat> so it converts over to burning fat for fuel and that's called being in a ketogenic state or being in ketosis and so it, everybody's different you know like if you eat 100 carbs you know you might get kicked out of ketosis I'm, I could maybe eat 50 carbs and get kicked out. So you have to really play with it and kind of figure out your sweet spot. And you can do that with blood testing. Um, I don't recommend the pea strips because it only really works in the beginning because your body actually gets smart. And your body's amazing. It does some amazing things. And it starts to figure out um, that you're using ketones. And so it, the, the pea strips no longer become effective. Uh, so I usually use a blood testing. But once you get so far in, it's like you don't have to test. You just know... Okay, I'm eating this way. I feel this way because there's, you're going to have a period maybe, it's called the keto flu, where when you first deprive yourself of all this carbs because we're so carb addicted in this today's day and age, you start to feel pretty crappy, you know, because you're removing it. So the, funny you thing, so the funny thing of it is, I am going, this is my week four of low carb. We took all my nice. carbs out and I feel like death. I, yeah. I don't know if it is the ketosis. It could be, but I oh, literally sure. I feel and by, like I'm about to die. Is it so? Are you still getting carbs from vegetables, or is like it? Is yeah, it so zero? those are like lower. Those are lower glycemic index, and so I don't want to get too sciencey okay. uh, <laughs> on the show yet. But but basically, there's different carbs that affect you differently, and they affect your blood differently. And so, like, potatoes are very high glycemic, and that's going to yeah. spike your insulin, kick you out of ketosis. And then there's, you know, things like spinach or uh, squash. Those are very low glycemic carbs. They're still carbs, but they're very low glycemic. Now, if you if you eat 200 grams of a, those kind of carbs, they could still kick you out. So you do have to keep them lower, but they're much lower in carbs than, uh, like, a potato would be. And so, like, what you're feeling, like, the the, the crappiness, it's usually an electrolyte imbalance. And so when you switch over to ketosis, so when you're eating carbs, your body retains like 3.5 grams of water per gram of carbs. And so when you take those away, you're excreting a lot of uh, water. 
And yeah. so you have to replace those electrolytes. And that's what most people make a mistake is they, they're peeing a lot more and they're, you know, getting rid of a lot of uh, <laughs> liquids or whatever, but they're not replacing their electrolytes. And so I would say to you, you know, get an electrolyte uh, supplement or maybe some pickle juice, um, things like that would definitely help because it's usually the sodium that you're low on that makes you feel so crappy. That's good so to I know. My pre-workout, my pre-workout actually used to be like a teaspoon of a pink Himalayan salt. And I'm telling you what. I've heard I of that. <laughs> I have heard of that. So I, I do like creatine and um, I don't cut sodium ever. I always heavily salt all of my food because I drink so much water. So I know it's important, yeah. but that could help me lately because you know, yeah. I'm that's for bodybuilding is it's carbs are a huge thing. We like pump up our muscles and we want them full of water. It's like going into a show and like peak weeks. So right now we're right. like, I'm kind of keto or we're low carb and we're trying to kind of jumpstart it. And then you take the carbs away. Then once you bring them back, your muscles get really yeah. full. You just get super veiny. Like, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, man. I, I will. Your body's like, I'm, yes, I wanted to so I'm very vascular, and then when you have when you don't have carbs, it's like I don't have a pump really. I, it's so it's yeah, I, you're so flat. Yeah. So, pro tip: the salt will help you get that pump. Yeah. You take and, and it has to be a good quality salt, like pink Himalayan yep. salt, just a good quality sea salt. Yeah. Um, but it will definitely give you that pump back. Because I remember being flat too uh, when I converted over, and I lost a little bit of strength in the beginning, for real. Uh, my bench went down pretty bad, and I was like, oh, no, you know. But like I said, your body adapts. It's so smart, you know. And I'm hitting PRs now that I never did before. So How long did um, it take you before you beat the keto flu? What's that? How long does it take you to get out of, like, the keto flu before you actually start to feel good on low carbs? Well, so everybody's different, you know. Everybody's body is completely different. I mean, yeah. some people might not even experience it at all. And it's going to depend on your level of fitness. You know, like if you're somebody who's worked out pretty regularly and you switch over to keto, you're probably not going to have that difficult of a time with the adaptation. Mm -hmm. But if you're somebody who's like never stepped in the gym before and you like yeah. try to jump all the way into keto and then all the way into fitness, yeah, you're going to have a pretty crappy time. I always tell people to just, you know, don't try to bite off too much at one time. You know, mm -hmm. you have to tackle this thing for a marathon not a race you can't go all in kill yourself and then you know it's not sustainable so you have to make it sustainable for yourself and I think that's like the biggest thing I've learned along this whole journey is just like I've had like a two-year period of being super strict keto wouldn't ever cheat you know and it's just like man I gotta live my life too you know you have to find a balance and so like this is a lifestyle for me and I use it to sustain my weight loss because it's the only thing I've ever found that was I was able to do that with. I would when I was doing if it fits your macros, it was a yo-yo diet. You know, I would I would go through yeah. periods of time because it's just carb addiction, man. It's like we get. It these, is. I am addicted carbs. to carbs. I I Absolutely. feel the energy spikes. I'm like I need the bread and I need the carbs and the pasta and it's like your body just is crazy and it's not even the carbs. It's like the sugars too. It like fuels. Absolutely, and, that's what it is. I mean, and, sugar is carb. And, when it you, just, it, it's like the cravings too. Like the cravings are absolutely. insane. But I feel like so, once it's I, like a drug. Man. It is like a drug. And then when you cut it out, because I've done the low carb like a few months back, we did low carb for like eight weeks, and the first four weeks are always the worst. But when I hit like week five, I started to feel good, 
and I was like, I my cravings went away. I was feeling like lean. I was feeling shredded, yeah. and it was kind of like, oh, like my body feels good, and it, so you know. I'll, I'll tell you what that is, and that's actually your body becoming fat adapted. And so once you get to that point, you don't no longer need sugar or carbs for fuel, and so your body will go directly to your fat stores. Yeah, and it's literally using your fat to yeah. fuel you. And that's why you feel so good. And that's why like when you get, I don't know if you've ever done fasting. So that's kind of what I, that's what the, if uh, your keto is, you know, it's like intermittent fast with your keto because I love to fast and I love keto and they work so well together. It's like yeah. a superpower. Talk about that because I've never done fasting. I don't. Okay. How. Sorry, you froze up on me there. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so I've never done fasting. Um, the most that I've ever done is I've tried to work out for a couple hours without anything and like just like doing a, <laughs> like doing a delayed yeah. breakfast is what I think fasting. Right. And that's pretty much what it means. You know, like breakfast literally means break fast. It's like, you know, yeah. so you start fasting from the moment you stop ingesting calories. And I mean, we're all so built to because we've been told for so long like you have to eat so many meals a day like it's healthy it's blah 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 and it's just not true like when you dive into the research it's like you know i've fasted for i think the longest fast i ever did was like 65 hours and i was hitting prs in the gym on on a really really and i felt great i mean your body becomes fat adapted and i had fat stores you know so if you're somebody who's super lean um, yeah. doesn't have a whole lot of weight to lose. You don't have to probably fast long. Uh, okay. But fasting is not just for weight loss. It's for longevity and rejuvenation. So your your body actually recycles, gets rid of the old bad cells and, you know, builds new ones. And yeah. the fasting process helps that tremendously. And, you know, you do generate more uh, human growth hormone when you're fasting and all these things. And so um, it's just the furthest thing from the truth when people say, like, if you don't eat, you're going to lose all your muscle, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I've been fasting and doing keto for so long, and I'm, I'm still getting stronger, still feeling good, you know. And I'm not as strict as I used to be. You know, I'm a little more yeah. lenient now. And I'll, I'll, all right, my friends are going out for pizza. Okay, I'll, I'll grab a slice, whatever, you know. I don't have health issues. What does so, that look like for you for your balance on your diet, like, on a weekly basis? Like, how many times are you maybe, like, eating off keto? Or is it just, like, yeah. every once in a while? Or what percentage would you, are you, like, at 80%, 20%? What do you think? I think it just depends on my goals. And so, like, if I'm trying to cut, you know, I'm going to be super dialed in. I'm going to be keto all the way, fasting, you know, not worrying about it. But if I'm just maintaining, which right now I kind of am, I think I'm going to start cutting next month. Um, I'm just trying to live my life, you know? And so like, if I'm somewhere and I feel like having something to eat, that's not keto, I'm going to eat it. Like I don't have health issues. Like I, I hundred percent believe in keto because it does help so many people who are ill feel better and get better. And they actually can reverse type two diabetes. I mean, the amazing science behind it is, is just insane. And so like, if you have those kind of problems, you need to stay keto all the time. But for me, you know, I'm young. I'm, well, maybe not so young anymore, but I feel good. You know, I'm healthy. Um, I'm, I'm lifting some. I'm, I don't have any real goals right now. So I'll just uh, probably, you know, eat on the weekends, eat some carbs and not worry about it and then get back on on Monday so that I don't let it get out of control. And, and then, then start does the your family also do keto as well? You know what? There was a time where I literally had my whole, well, my closest family, my sister and my mother on keto. And we were like this keto family and they had 
such great uh, results. And my mom, oh my God, she did amazing. She was strength training. We would work out together. Like my, my sister would, and I would work out together. And I never thought in a million years I would ever experience something like that, you know? My sister, she's gone through a weight loss journey herself. You know, she's lost probably about 70 pounds. And oh. she looks great now, and but she's gotten to a point where she, you know, she doesn't need keto anymore. I mean, she can use it from time to time, but she kind of uses it like a tool, you know. Like mm -hmm. She doesn't have any health issues, so she eats the things that she wants to eat. And I, I, we all know when we eat crappy, we feel crappy. And so, like, we kind of punish ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, I've never felt better than when I'm dialed in, keto, fasting. Like, I feel amazing. And you can tell, like, my, I have back problems, lower back problems. And... Carbs literally cause inflammation, you know, and it's sugar. It's just terrible. So when I'm doing keto, I just feel so much better. And I'll wake up in the morning and my, I'm like, my back doesn't hurt as much. I'm like, well, no crap, because you're not mm -hmm. inflamed. Because it's all these preservatives and crap we're eating, you know, it's like it's inflaming us. It's What's typically uh, like a staples in your diets, like for go-to meals or um, stuff, stuff like that? I'm real simple. You know, I'll just find a protein, whether it be chicken, um, pork, steak, and then I'll just pair it with some pretty easy stuff like green beans, Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels uh, sprouts. I too. love Brussels sprouts too. Yeah, but it's real easy and simple. You know, like I don't make overcomplicate things, but you can. I mean, there's like so many uh, recipe places out there or uh, Pinterest is great for keto recipes. YouTube, obviously. There's a channel called Keto Connect, and they, like, make these amazing keto desserts. And I used to follow them, like, so hard because I was – we're all addicts. Like I said, yeah. I was next to carbs. So I was like, well, okay, I can try to find a way to get my carbs and it still be uh, keto, which you can. And so it's pretty cool. It's, like, a, just a different way of living. Really. It's just – like I said, it's a lifestyle. Nice. I'm sorry, did I answer your question? Oh, yeah, so we can go wherever we want, really. It's fine. Um, I want to – if I didn't answer the question. Or no, that was right. Um, let's see. What is like the hardest part do you think for someone about maybe getting that fitness journey started or like throughout your journey, what is continuously like the hardest part on a day-to-day -day, weekly basis for you? Yeah. So I think the hardest part is being consistent okay. and just putting the work in. Like it's just so hard once you fall off your routine. Like if you've let up off your routine, it's so easy to just like, eh, I'll skip it tomorrow too. Oh, tomorrow, I'll skip that one too. Next thing you know, it's been four weeks you haven't been in the gym or you've been eating like crap for a month straight. You know, like we've all been there. And so it really just takes consistency. You have to make it sustainable. It has to be a lifelong thing for you or it's just not gonna work. I've seen so many people, man, come to the gym, um, you know, heading towards the end of the year looking good and then all of a sudden they come back and they put on 20 pounds and it's like we all get it we all get it i mean it's mm -hmm. it's uh the holidays you know yep. after one after another you're eating like crap you're eating pumpkin pie like it's going out of style mm -hmm. and uh i think you just have to and that's what's really great about fasting is for me is like you know i can still eat a large amount of food maybe if i just do one meal that day you know so if thanksgiving i know is coming up i'm like all right well, i'm just not gonna eat I'm gonna do a fast and you know, that might not be the healthiest way to approach it, but for me, it works, you know? So I'm like, I'm still getting the nutrients I need. I'm still getting the food I want, but I'm not eating too much, you know? Uh, what is your macro breakdown? Do you follow like macros or are you just like eating keto? Yeah. So I think that's going to defer depending on the person again, because um, you're just going to have different levels of fat adaptation, fat adaptation. So 
like for me, I'm pretty fat adapted. And so now I don't need as high of a fat macro as I might've once needed. So my body's very well at using fat for fuel. So I kind of try to go a little higher on protein because obviously I'm trying to build strength and muscle and a little bit lower on fat. But when I first started, I was just following the usual protocol is like 75% fat, 20% protein, 5% carbs. Um, keeping it, keeping the carbs as low as possible and not eating any high glycemic carbs. But now it's like, you know, I'm between 60 and 70% fat, just depending on the day, how much protein I'm having. You know, you know I used to just like, um, like what your average calorie per day would be like, just like an average, what you try to hit. I think that I don't track right now cause I'm yeah. just maintaining. Um, but every now and then I'll plug it in just to, you know, kind of dial things in. And I think I'm, I'm eating about 2,700 to 3,000 a day. Okay. And then what's high in body weight, if you don't mind? Yeah, I'm 5'10", and I think as of this morning, I was like 209. Okay. That's, it's interesting, yeah. Because on my off-season, the highest we go is 2,500 ever, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it, everyone's body is so different on how much food they can handle. Absolutely. How often do you train? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's depends. Uh, so I try to train five days a week. Okay. And then do you I take train like six, seven days a week, but I was just overtraining. Do you do like rest days back to back or do you like break it up? I, I kind of listen to my body. This is something I've learned too along the way. It's like, I used to have like this super bro mentality of just like, Oh, I got to train back and buys or whatever, you know, today, yeah. today's just day. And it's like, now I've like discovered a different way of working out. I really love to do full body routines and then I'll like isolate one muscle group for that day. And so that, what that looks like for me is I'll, I'll let's say I'm, I want to isolate back. So I'll start with heavy deadlifts and then I'll move to a full body workout uh, routine because I really love circuit uh, circuits. Where, yeah. You know, I'm getting that hypertrophy. I'm just going through and I'd like to sweat. You know, I like to feel like I'm working out. So yeah. um, I kind of do a mix of doing the strength training first. So I have the energy and then kind of doing my hypertrophy after that. And then do you have any type of like um, cardio into your routine? Oh yeah, I love boxing. I'm okay. sure you've seen me in the, in the bag yeah. <laughs> a couple of times. I, lo I love to box. It's just, it's, it's so much good cardio, but like you don't think about it, you know, yep. like in your head, you're like yeah. hitting the bag and I really love that. So I like to play basketball. I'm no good at it, but I like to play basketball. That's I actually okay. got kind of beat up from playing basketball the other day. I got, got caught an elbow, but, <laughs> um, and then I do like circuits. So I'll do like box jumps, jump ropes, jumping jacks, mountain climbers, um, pull-ups, you know, like I'll just do, I'll, fight, I'll pick like five or six ex exercises and then I'll cycle through that, you know, five to eight times, depending on how I feel. And then what's your favorite part about being keto? I think for me, it's just the way I feel, you know, it just really makes me feel the best I've ever felt like health wise energy. Like I don't, you know how, like when you're, if you're a carb, if you're, if you're a carb eater, uh, you have these ups and downs of energy. So you have these moments where, you just hit a wall and you're just so tired. And like that happens usually a while after you eat because of the insulin spike and then it comes down, you know? And so for me with keto, I'm just able to maintain a level of constant energy and feel good and not be inflamed. And just the, you know, it's this, it's just the weirdest little things you'll notice. Um, like I used to have to clear my throat a whole lot when I was eating carbs and I looked up that and that was a symptom of uh, some of the carbs that we eat. So there's just, there's just so many different benefits to it. But for me, it's just like I feel my best when I'm in a ketogenic state. 
has my helped, mind. Has like, it helped you with like, um, like fighting sickness? Do you ever get sick anymore? No, so that's really cool too. That's actually, uh, there's research behind that as well. It's like, I, I don't get sick hardly ever anymore. Yeah. And I did used to get sick at least two, three times a year, you know, with a cold or something. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the last time I got a cold, to be honest with you. Like, I'm just yeah. never really feeling sick, so. Yeah, that's something that I've noticed too, like with personal fitness journey, just at constantly like keeping your immune system where it needs to be. It's like you really, yeah. your, your body can handle it because it's it doesn't have to work on attacking itself. It's like, okay, we're just gonna fight off this disease because you know, we're healthy. We, we don't have any, we're not doing anything else, you know? Right, um, right, exactly. So I, that's something that's it's interesting. Um, I, what kind of like is, I know I, we talked about your meals, but like, I know a lot of people, why do you think if they've started keto that they weren't able to maintain it? Because this used to be, this is why I thought keto was a fad diet because it used, it got really popular in, I, I don't know, maybe like a couple of years ago. And then it yeah. just kind of went away and they were like, that's not the best way. So why did you think that people might've tried it and then not been able to sustain it? Well, because we're carb addicts and yeah. we're literally addicted to sugar. And that's the hardest part is giving up things that we love. And sugar is honestly the worst thing for you. I mean, it's yeah. literally the number one killer um, when it comes to disease and things like that. And so I think it's just been accepted for so long that people forget how bad it is for you, you know? And so they, they just kind of like cave to the cravings of uh, wanting those carbs, those uh, unnecessary um, toxins and so it's so funny because like people talk about fruit um, how it's you know antitoxinants helps you it's like well if you stop eating toxins you don't need the antitoxinants <laughs> you know? um, but yeah that's for me I've experienced it firsthand where I've, I've gone off keto and you know I just kind of get wrapped up into eating all these crappy things again it's like that's why it just has to be a lifestyle it has to be something you can sustain and so if that means having some cheat meals every now and then to keep it sustainable then do that you know, if it, if it doesn't affect your health, if it, may, if it doesn't make you feel terrible, then just do that. But overall, um, the science proves that it, it's just the best way uh, for your body to, to operate. So that's why uh, I feel people usually fail is they just go back to eating carbs and the addiction, you know. Yeah, I do too. And I think personally why I, like, I've, I'm on low carbs right now, so I can feel it. It's like that keto sickness that you were talking about. Maybe they don't even let themselves get past it to the feel good right. spot. And I think, I think that if people would just give it a chance and try it for longer, that they might see the results that you have seen. Yeah. Maybe it's just no, like, you know, try it a little bit longer before you give up. That is a great point. You know, you like actually just put that in front of me because uh, that's true. It's like, there's so many people who probably go into it and they're like, oh, I feel like crap. I don't know if I can do this. This isn't working for me. It's like, dude, it's been three weeks. Your body's yeah. been operating off of sugar your whole mm -hmm. life. You know, it's not gonna just happen overnight sometimes. For some people, it'll happen faster, but for, the, for some, it's gonna take longer. And so like, I think you're 100% right. If you don't stick it out, um, I, I think it could be easy to just be like, oh, this sucks. I'm going to quit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it feels like withdrawing, you know, you're withdrawing from carbs and sugars. Like you feel right. like you're like, I need it. I need carbs. I need sugar. But you really don't. So that's that's kind of interesting yeah. to think. I do want to talk. So a oh, I'm sorry. What were we going to say? 
No, sorry. I was going to just uh, one point. Sorry. So there's a uh, essential fats and essential proteins or mm -hmm. is that the right word? <laughs> but there's no such thing as an essential carb. You know, like your body absolutely does not need carbohydrates to operate. Your, your body actually is very smart and it will convert protein over into uh, carbohydrates, I guess, uh, gluconeogenesis. <laughs> I think I'm saying that right. Uh, through that process. And so like, you just don't need carbs. Like, sorry, I just wanted to Yes. I, okay. Put that in there. But I do want you to get some time to talk about like your YouTube channel, which I'm very interested in this. When did you start it? Why did you start it? And how did you get into it? Okay. So it all kind of happened at the same time. I started researching keto mm -hmm. and I came across some YouTubers. That's how I do my research. YouTube. Yes, me too. Right. Yeah. And so I was like watching all these videos and there was this guy who's like, kind of like my inspiration, man. Like I really love him. He's a, his name's Goody Beats on, um, on YouTube, and he's just a phenomenal keto person in the keto community. And so, like, I saw his making videos, and, like, he would make videos just, like, if you want to make a YouTube channel, just start today, you know, like, who cares what people think? And I was like, man, this guy's so right, you know, he was just saying all the right things to me. And I was just getting so passionate about keto because of how I was feeling and how well it was working for me and how many people I knew could help. And so... I just decided, you know what, if this guy can do it, I can do it. You know, so I just started the channel. I think it was back in April of 2018 or 2019. Um, I think it was 18. Yeah. And so it's been a couple of years now that I've had the channel, but that was just for me, it was just like trying to get the message out of, I want as many people to know about keto as I do, because I felt so good and I wanted other people to feel good because I knew there were other people out there probably struggling and feeling badly. And so I just want to kind of spread the word and, my goal what is um, to grow this channel, you know, and hopefully get sponsored by a company that I really believe in, you know, not just any company, but a company that's good for the keto community and, you know, hopefully make it into basically a full-time job where I'm doing YouTube for a bit for a job and <laughs> making money off of it and getting endorsements and um, all that kind of stuff. So that's the goal. Yeah. I, so I, I'm in the same, I'm in the same boat because I just was like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to edit videos. I'm just, I'm just need to start because someone, yeah. someone on a video that I had watched said, uh, my crappy 15 minute video is better than your zero minute none video or something, or it's already getting more views than your yeah. video you didn't post, you know? Right. So that, that one really spoke to me and just, you know, I think that's for all people trying to start a fitness journey. It's like, you know, we don't know what we're doing, but you just, you, you got to start. You got to start somewhere. Um, you, you can do all the research on your own. There's plenty of people out there that are willing to help you. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to just wake up shredded in a week. You have to commit. You have to, <laughs> you know, I think that's what people think a diet and exercise. They literally, and they're like, I'm going to be. 10 pounds in the next week or 10 pounds in two right. weeks. It's like, maybe and, you and can. that comes down to all the marketing though, you know, all the marketing, yeah. like six day abs and like, you know, yeah. 30 day beach body. It's like, no, I mean, it doesn't work like that. You know, wow. <laughs> it just takes consistency. That's it. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just consistency. It is. So I'm, I'm glad that you've found that in your fitness journey and that it sounds like you're, on the path to spreading keto to the masses. Who is your yeah, role yeah. model? I'm getting there. I was actually pretty excited. Who do you like have as an inspiration? Who's your inspiration or role model? 
Um, I think that for me, inspiring people inspires me. And so like the people who are unhealthy inspire me because I want to help them. And I want to, I want them to know it's like, look, I'm not some dude who was fit his whole life. You know, like I've walked in your shoes. I know your struggles. I was big. I wish I had a picture. I should have, I should have had a picture prepared, but <laughs> I was a big boy, man. And so like being able to take that message and share it and, you know, help people is my inspiration and motivation, motivation as well. Um, do you have like a certain person that you idolize or you look up to? Well, I think Goody Beats would probably be uh, my idol as far Good. as yeah, keto and stuff go. Fitness. Nice. Yeah. And then let's, so I think this is a, this is one of my favorite questions to ask. So if you were able to time travel and go back into time and tell yourself some advice before you were starting your fitness journey, what would you be telling yourself? Oh man, I would tell myself to stop being such a fat ass. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Oh, I would just try to teach him like, dude, like these calories have a repercussions man yeah. like i was just eating out of control it was a it's a full-blown food addiction i still have it. i still struggle with it you know there's days where like i just want to eat and i don't know how to shut it off sometimes and so like it's a it's just a lifelong struggle but you know it, as you progress in your fitness journey or your nutrition uh knowledge it gets easier to to, to deal with so i honestly would just probably try to teach myself about the harmfulness of what I was doing as far as eating so much so often. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I think you, you spoke about having a plateau period. Maybe that was like from yo-yo yes. dieting because was that after the initial, like what, 70 pounds you said, 80 pounds? Yeah. I got to about an 80 pound loss with just macros. Um, yeah. you have to pitch your macros. And then I just kind of hit a wall where I wasn't able to lose anymore. Yeah. So I just started, uh, that's when I looked up fitness and started getting in the gym. I hired a personal trainer, so actually. It was all diet based for the 70 to 80 pounds before even stepping foot in a gym. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And that's wow. the thing about wow. weight loss is 90% nutrition. You know, yeah. like, and I always tell people this, clients and on my YouTube, I always say that working out should never be a, a weight loss thing like it's for health and longevity and to look good you know obviously we go to the gym yeah and we like the results we get you know yeah. so like all those reasons are great reasons to work out but if you try to train overtrain, and then eat less you're you're just not going to be able to succeed it's just not possible your body's smart realizes it lowers your metabolic rate and then you're in trouble you know so ah. Dang it, I think I forgot the question. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's all right. Um, Lost my track, sorry. <laughs> so when you were hitting the plateau with just diet, what changed, so how much were you able to even more lose once you were doing diet plus exercise? Okay, yeah. So, and I think that's also like just a, a shock to the body. You know, it's kind of like you're throwing something new in there, which can be really good. Um, but I've lost over the years, I've lost over 150 pounds, around 150 pounds. And so 80, about 70 more pounds after that. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. I, that's a lot of weight. Yeah, I was a big boy, man. <laughs> that's a lot of, um, a lot of, you have to shop a lot. Did you have yeah. to, did oh, you, I mean, I've probably gone through four different belts, you know, like, yeah. as far as the size of them, you know, which was awesome. I still have one pair of, uh, shorts that I used to wear and I'll 
every now and then I'll take a picture with him, you know, try to inspire people. But, yeah. Uh, I was like in a, I was like a size 56 or something stupid, man. It was, it was, it was crazy. And six well, X large, like six X shirts sometimes. So, wow. Yeah. I, I just, I bet you just feel amazing right now. I do. So, yeah. I do. So that's feel, awesome. My self-esteem is so much better now. Like it's, everything's a lot better. So. And I have a few, I have a few more fun questions to just kind of, okay. kind of wrap everything up. So if your life was written as a book, what would be your title and why? Oh man. I know it's hard. You can think about it, but just what, what comes to mind? Probably the struggles of obesity. Something okay. along those lines. <laughs> okay. And why, how come you would um, title it that? Just cause I, overcome obesity and I've mm -hmm. had to deal with it and been able to help a lot of other people overcome it. And so yeah. um, I think it, it kind of, is just defines me at this point. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird to say that, but uh, it's just such a huge part of my life. And I, I never try to forget it because it keeps me motivated. You know, I remember where I was and where I am now, and I'm very proud of, of where I'm at now. You should be, it's a huge accomplishment. So that's amazing. I do have to, <laughs> I do have to ask you this question. So okay. it's my podcast is called cupcakes and protein shakes, obviously. So what is your favorite cupcake flavor or like a sugary treat dessert or something like that? Red velvet cream cheese icing. Oh, I'll smash uh, a whole box of those. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that is perfect. What about <laughs> like protein shakes too? Do you like do protein shakes or is that? Yeah, so I used to, I used to do protein. Um, I don't necessarily need it. You know, I, I think if it, if it helps some people, then, you know, go ahead. Um, for the ketosis part of things, sometimes that pure protein can actually um, trigger the gluconeogenesis and kick you out of ketosis. And so like sometimes it's frowned upon to in the keto community to use protein shakes. And if you do, you should probably add some fat to it. Um, but for me, uh, I don't drink them. <laughs> I don't need it, you know. I just train. Okay, that's yeah. That's it's because um, it's interesting hearing your story of how you diet because how I have diet and how bodybuilders diet is completely polar opposite. Right. Uh, we yeah. are carb fuels. Be on the lookout because there are many. Uh, well, there's a lot of up and coming keto bodybuilders out there now. Yeah, coming around and showing. Um, great success so yeah because there's some vegan bodybuilders i've heard of it's very rare there's some ketos but for the majority <laughs> of us we're at least have some type of carbs it might not be high but we all right. have some type of carbs and we overtrain and we undereat, and that's kind of like what is known for bodybuilding in the art yeah. community because you guys do you do like a a pre-show carb up, right? So like get the pump and the vascular. Yeah. Stuff. So I'm on like 45 grams of carbs. And then like the week before you'd be on like 300, 400 you're carbs. 45 grams a day. Yeah. Yeah. So you're totally in ketosis. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. This is not fun for me. But, um, and it's just from leafy green vegetables. And then, then you get from like potatoes and rice cakes and go 300 200 400 grams of carbs every day and just kind of just fuel up on yeah carbs and protein pretty much going into the show 
yeah, replacing that glycogen. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've seen that you can manipulate that with a sodium increase yeah. amongst the keto community. They usually, uh, when, if they're keto, obviously they're not going to eat carbs before the show. Yeah. So they actually use sodium um, to try to manipulate that same effect. Yeah, that's that's interesting too because we I don't know if we're gonna we will think we'll cut sodium and change we will put carbs in replace of sodium our week before or something like that. So that it's, it's very different to hear your side. It kind of makes me interested to think like well maybe if I push through my low carb for a few more weeks I'll actually like it. So it's something yeah. that I am probably willing to experiment with in my own personal fitness journey, at least to try it and say, if I like it, I like it. If not, I, if not, you know what, you could do a series, uh, for YouTube, you yeah. know, like starting keto series. That would be really cool. Yeah. So that's something I, I'll train you for free. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we got, we, my coach would not be happy with you, but I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that you brought some, like it's, it's interesting because I know like my listeners are, they're all sorts of people, but they're mostly like bodybuilding focus. So I think how to, like it, it's going to definitely yeah. add value to some of our listeners to that maybe have wanted to try it or have tried it, but just weren't able to overcome that like keto flu or just didn't think it worked and then quit before they even saw results. So I really hope yeah. that if, you know, if you're out there listening to this, that you're willing to maybe give keto a try, at least, you know, try it for a few months. If, if, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. You can always add carbs in, you know, but I think it's definitely a value just to see how your body can perform with a different Absolutely. source of fuel. So I'm, yeah. I'm and I, when, I think when you when you're a hard trainer, when you're training super hard, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a clean carb, um, but in the form of like clean carbs, you know, like yeah. sweet potatoes, mm -hmm. not necessarily going and killing a box of little Debbie's. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that I just wanted to talk about that for a second, because I, there are some people who are bodybuilding or who train super hard um, who might need a refuel, a, a carb refuel. And then, so when you did, um, if it fits your macros, did you have to teach yourself that? Yeah, I, I didn't even know what it was. I was just basically just uh, counting calories on my uh, fitness app, you know, uh -huh. um, and that's just kind of keeping what I was eating in the controls is basically if it fits your macros. So and I didn't really know I was doing it at the time. <laughs> do you track your weight or do you track like measurements or anything like that? Or do you just do like based on progress pictures? Yeah, I don't do that right now because I, I don't have any specific goals. But if I'm yeah. if I do have goals, um, or if I have I have clients always use uh, measurements, clothing, pictures, because I always tell them get on the scale and then put the scale in jail because the scale will defeat you, man. There's days where like I wake up feeling slim or you know feeling good, and I get on the scale, I'm like, what the hell? Like yeah. I'm, I'm weighing heavy today, and just that scale day to day doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. It just really doesn't. And so I'll have clients uh, weigh in one time and then we won't get on the scale again for about four weeks because I want to see progress in other ways. I want to see uh, pictures, measurements, you know, mirror how you feel, all those kinds of things. That's a, that's a very interesting because I think um, I feel that I am live or die by the scale. It's like if I don't Absolutely. see progress every week, what am I doing? It's like I felt like the whole week was a waste if my scale's not going down and it's so 
unmotivating for so you know not just myself but some people when they are just tracking progress based on the scale like yeah. it's it's not it, the best it's answer so unhealthy, man. yeah it's so unhealthy and the thing is is and you can look this up on before and after pictures online so you can weigh 210 pounds and be super lean and shredded and then you can weigh 210 pounds and look fat and lumpy, you know? Uh -huh. so it's like muscles more dense, obviously. And yeah. so that scale really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, especially if you're a strength trainer, if you're somebody who's building muscles significantly, that scale doesn't mean anything. You know, you have to really look at measurements and clothing and how you feel. And, um, put the scale in jail, man. <laughs> put the scale in jail. I love that. I'm going to use, I'm, um, I might use that in the title or some other quote from this. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm gonna get it, it patented. <laughs> yes, you should. You should patent that. Put the scale in jail. It's live keto. I love that. So we are gonna yeah. getting to towards the ends of where we're gonna wrap up the podcast. I do want to kind of leave the end for you just to say anything that was missed, or if um, you have any pieces of advice for our listeners that you would like them to know about. Yeah. Um, so just don't give up at the first hurdle you know it's like I've been through so many times with clients or myself even where I slip up and I feel I feel like I have to quit after that or people do you know they they just have one mess up and they're like oh now I'm, I'm screwed now you know I gotta just go back to doing what I was doing before it's like it's not like that way accept what you've done okay if you cheated or if you missed a workout whatever accept it move forward but be consistent because that's what it takes you know you have to be consistent every day day in day out so that's my biggest uh, piece of advice okay all right are you good wrapping it up is there anything that i didn't ask that you wanted to talk about no i don't think so i think we covered it all Hey, well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I appreciate it. I love that we were able to talk about so many different little caveats here and there as far as mindset, motivations, sales, success, the science, and everything in between. Um, one more time so our listeners know where to find you on socials. Yeah, so Facebook, Instagram, YouTube is all the same. It's keto. Perfect. All right. So I'm going to wrap up the podcast here. If you are listening, thank you guys so much. We will be doing every Wednesday. Um, Cupcakes and Protein Shakes does drop. You can find it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure you give it a five-star review. If you love it, share it, screenshot it. If it changed your life, please tag us as well. I will leave all of our social handles in the description in case you want to find out more about keto. I will have all of those in the description box. Thank you guys for listening. I will see you next week week. And I'm going to stop recording real quick. Thanks for tuning into Cupcakes and Protein Shakes. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and feel motivated to take on your fitness journey. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. If you want to stay up to date with my fitness journey and get more tips and inspiration, follow me on Instagram at Savannah Sharp Fitness and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Savannah Sharp. And if you have a moment, please leave a rating and review of the show. Your feedback helps me create better content and reach more people who need it. Remember, no matter where you are on your fitness journey, you are capable of achieving your goals with hard work and discipline. Keep pushing yourself, stay motivated, and never give up. Thanks for listening and see you next week on Cupcakes and Protein Shakes.